Hey guys, it's Hannah Bronfman. I'm the founder of HB Fit, and I'm so excited to be talking to College Fashionista today. Hi, welcome to Office Hours, a podcast presented by College Fashionista. It's Amy Levin here. For those of you new this week, each episode of this series has a special guest who will share insight on life, careers, and their story to success. Today is our second episode with DJ, model, and founder of the health, beauty, fitness, and fashion site, HB Fit, Hannah Bronfman. We are excited to have this powerhouse of a girl to chat with us today. Welcome, Hannah. Hey, how's it going? Happy to have you here. I'm excited to be here. So I feel like 2015 was the year of Hannah. From HB Fit, the relaunch, to your engagement, I just feel like a lot of wonderful things are happening to you, and it's so great to see that. What are you most excited about for in 2016? Well, I felt like 2015 was a lot about laying down a foundation. And so I think 2016 is really about building off of that foundation. Sky's the limit for us, really. So it's kind of really choosing about, for lack of a better term, like which bricks we're looking to like put on the wall and build up. Um, so there, we've got a, a few different challenges that any company in this phase faces. And we're basically just taking our time. What I've really learned the most is that there's no rush. It's always great to challenge yourself and to put time limits on everything. But really, I'm just kind of taking my time to really make sure that I'm strategizing properly so that I have a really successful 2016 and and beyond. Yeah. And I think that so often we feel pressure. And I know that I experience this. And I see like a lot of entrepreneurs that like you have to fundraise and you have to almost do this like typical path to be successful. Mm -hmm. And then you end up like rushing into something or doing something that you don't feel comfortable with. So like everything will kind of come together. I think that's like a really good way to look at it. I think so too. And I, I really think right now there is a craze when it comes to starting a business and fundraising. Yep. And I think almost that, that bubble has almost burst, especially with, within tech. So I think it's really the time to be out of the box and to try and be sustainable and self-sustainable. Yeah, agreed. So you're kind of in your, you know, mid to late 20s, which is such a great place to be. Looking back over the course of your 20s, because a lot of our listeners are, you know, just getting out of college and figuring out yeah. what the next phase of their life looks like. Like, what, how do you feel like you've developed over the course of your 20s and, well, and learn first of all it's like really crazy to say that I'm in like my, my mid to late 20s which is so it's a good true. place yeah <laughs> it's crazy it feels like it's gone by so quickly I guess the easiest way of my trajectory has been I started DJing college when I was about 20 years old um that was like a hobby I, I did it during I did it every Thursday night at the school pub and then I came home on vacations and summers, and that was my way of making money. Like, you know, I was playing nightclubs almost five times, you know, a week. Then when I left school, I kind of – I left college in 2010, which was – our whole economic system was still in a really rocky place after the crash of 2008. And it just left me in a position to kind of really want to explore how I could make my own career because – not only did I know that I didn't want to go to a conventional career, but also those jobs weren't really necessarily being given out anymore. 
So I was working with my brother for a while and he had a sustainable record label called Green Owl and that was a subsidiary of Warner Music. And so kind of what I wanted to do with that was build a sustainable fashion company within that. Um, I've always loved fashion a lot and I still stay close to fashion since I now DJ a lot of fashion corporate parties. But through that whole process, it really made me realize some of the things I was actually most passionate about, which was locally sourced materials, um, supporting local farmers, really understanding what a, like a local community meant. And then I like just kept DJing a lot. And so then I was really able to like make a career out of that. And then it was bought by uh, a guy named Len Blavatnik and therefore Green Owl wasn't really big enough to stay on with Warner. So it gave me another opportunity then to say, hey, okay, I'm DJing nightclubs. I don't have a proper day job. What can I create that I'm really passionate about? And beauty has always been something that I've been like obsessed with just from being a ballerina when I was a kid. And then as I made the transition from DJing nightclubs to DJing corporate events, I realized I needed to take a little bit more care in myself. You know, this I was now catering to a group of people who were professionals as opposed to professional drinkers. Right. <laughs> um, so right. I was more catering to a 6 p.m. crowd, not a midnight crowd. Um, much different. Much, much different. different. <laughs> yeah, much different. Much, you know, that means I'm not showing up in jeans and a t-shirt. I'm showing up in a dress and my hair is done. And that kind of led me to my first company, which was Beautified. And Beautified was a way to book last minute beauty appointments through a curated list of salon and spas. That was amazing. It was an amazing experience. So that really kind of set me on my road to entrepreneurial successes and then from that led me to HB Fit. And now, you know, I think I'm in a really interesting place where I'm now kind of like intersecting beauty and fashion and music, which is all of the things that I love so much. And I'm kind of like, wow. And there were so many, there were so many times where I was like, you know, I don't necessarily know what the outcome is going to be, or like, you've got your roadmap. And all of a sudden, like your tire breaks, you know, and you just got to keep rolling with the punches. Something I guess I've learned is to really be able to pivot and not to be scared of that. And you can always reinvent yourself, like you don't need to get stuck into a bubble. And people will always try to like put you in a box. But um, you just have to keep continuously like breaking out of that box, because you're never going to stop growing emotionally. And beyond that, so you just kind of have to embrace it. Now, being in my late 20s, I feel like my successes will be even greater in my late 30s. Yeah. I feel like as someone who's also in my late 20s, like you're more confident in yourself in your early 20s. You're just like grabbing at different things. You're totally. just like, does this work? Does this not work? Like you like don't even know who you are. It's just like a very gray, awkward time. Absolutely. But like you don't know it when you're in it and you feel like so weird and awkward. And so it's good to hear like on the later half of it, like it's okay. It all comes together somehow. By the <laughs> way, eight years ago, I shaved the side of my head right. and I have a full head tat. Right. Okay. Okay. I'm a very different person than I was in college. <laughs> Amazing. No, it's good. I didn't even like know that whole story of you. So I loved hearing that. <laughs> what skills like, you know, just one or two skills do you think you've learned along the way that really help as being an entrepreneur? I would say a few skills. Okay. So one is to like really vet like let's say you're in a position where you're building your team out or something or you're looking for a partner or you're looking to collaborate with someone like you really need to vet the working ethics of that person or company because 
you can always have your own opinion about something and you can think of this as like going to be an amazing opportunity, blah, blah. But to be honest, if the ask isn't skewed towards you or you're getting a weird vibe from the person, like you need to really, you need to be able to listen to your gut despite what your goal may have been. Yeah. Right. Like sometimes those things don't align and that's okay. And you need to like know when to like back off of a situation that could potentially be harmful, even though you might not see it that way. Yeah. Like trust your instinct. Yeah. The other thing I would say a skill set is really being able to, there are so many unexpected things that go down. It's all about how quickly you are to recover and continue. If you're someone who lets change or something affect you in a really big way, it's going to be really hard for you to kind of move with the punches it's like it's like one of those things like if you're boxing like you need to be quick you need to like anticipate and you need to be able to pivot and swivel and turn yeah and that's something i've really learned in being an entrepreneur it's like something's going to come up and it's not about dwelling on the fact of how you got there or what you did wrong to to look for this to happen because half the time by the way it's not your fault yeah so it's all about how you can quickly find the solution and keep it moving yeah and then I guess one other skill is is to be a great listener. I think in a world where we all are so opinionated, there are a thousand of great great ideas. It's really about listening to other people's experiences and finding out really like what's going on, like the background of a situation to really give you more clarity on how what you're going to do is going to be different and what you're bringing to the table is different from, you know, the a thousand other companies that are doing the same thing. Yeah. I mean, you like hit it on the last one for me personally. I love reading books on entrepreneurs. Yeah. And that is like the common thread in every book Mm -hmm. is like listen like more than you talk because you learn so much. People love hearing themselves talk. So I think that's like so key in college. Yeah. I think that's that's amazing. So your brand, you have, you know, a lot of different components of it. You cover a lot of different topics. What is your main interest? You know, is it fitness? Is it fashion? Is it beauty? Is there one thing that excites you the most? That's a really hard question for me because at the end of the day, I feel like all of these things intertwine for me into one lifestyle. So what I love the most is exploring new ways in which I can be creative and like inspire others. Um, So whether that comes out through, you know, different types of outlets like I you know I don't it's I don't know it's hard to say like I really feel like music is a part of me but do I want to be a DJ forever no right now music and being a DJ is so exciting to me but I don't know if that's gonna last you know so beauty health and and fitness is something that will always be in my life as a career I hope even just personally I mean something you love so much and and it could change I mean yeah, yeah. like one moment you could love being a yeah. DJ woman when we could be fitness. Yeah, I don't know what I love the most. I mean, I it's like, it's funny. It's like I, I work out every day. I don't necessarily DJ every day. But it's like, at the end of the day, what I really love is to travel. And so whether I get to do that through DJing or through like health and beauty, I think that that's probably what's what I love the most is going to see like other cultures and how they embrace music and health and beauty in their culture and world. Yeah. Where's your favorite place you've been so far? I love Hong Kong and I love Byron Bay, Australia. They're two very different places. Hong Kong is super urban environment, like with a tropical feel. And Byron Bay is like the like hippie spot. It's literally like a little hippie commune in 
Australia. Like cool. it looks like it's on the coast of the end of the world. It's beautiful. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. Couple more questions. How do you continue to set goals for yourself personally and professionally? I'm a really ambitious person, so I feel like I've. It's not even about like how do I set goals. It's like how do I not set so many goals. I feel like there's so much that I want to accomplish. And, you know, sometimes I think long term, but mostly I'm thinking like small steps. And basically, like, if I want to work with a company that I I think has been doing like really cool creative things, you know, I will start to plant the seed in my head and start to do little things to maybe get their attention. And then it next thing you know, it becomes like this organic thing that has evolved yet I've in the back of my mind known that I what I've wanted the whole time yeah Yeah. and so you know I, I don't think there's a lack of goals that I have for myself and it's kind of just like knowing when I'll be able to hit some of them and knowing to save some of them for a later date you know there's things that I want to do with my life that I know I won't get to for another 10 years and that's okay yeah Definitely. We are like very big on goal setting for mm-hmm. our company and our team. Mm-hmm. But it's like also setting goals that you feel like you can achieve and that you're Absolutely. not going to like let yourself down. You with. can't, you, you got to set yourself up for success. You yeah. can't set yourself up for failure. Yeah. That's like you want to be in a cyclical cycle that is positive and that is achievable. And I think that that's super easy to to do because you just need to like uh, if your goal is whatever it is you can set mini goals to get there right as long as you're checking boxes you know right yeah no definitely definitely as in you were born in new york mm-hmm. and you live here now how do you feel the city's influenced you oh my god the city has influenced me like so much it's crazy i can't well first of all i mean i feel like I'm really spoiled living in New York because you have everything at your fingertips. It's like almost like where, what other city could I even go to, you know, unless I wanted to like be a recluse and like own a farm, like and move to like Nashville. (laughs) Um, But it's an option. Yeah, definitely an option. No. So I think, you know, New York has influenced me in so many different ways. Everything from like the fashion, the culture, the food, even even the struggle, it's all quite inspiring, like for charity component reasons and creating like resources for kids to like get like produce for, let's say, like with all yeah. the food deserts that are in New York, you know, working with companies who are really trying to affect change. Um, so New York is super inspiring, I think, from from every little crevice that it has. I always think I don't know the world of retail, but at the end of the day, I'm the ultimate consumer. Yeah. You know, and New York made me that way. And I and I like that because I'm in a world where we, you know, we all are consumers and yeah. it's about consuming the positive and not the negative. Yeah, it's a great answer. I'm not from New York. So where are you from? Chicago. Okay. I was just there. It's great. Yeah. I love it. And it's changed like a lot. Yeah. I'd say in the past five years more than, you know, ever. It's becoming really an interesting spot to be. Yeah. And so I like go, I have this battle with New York where I love it and I hate it and I love it and I hate it. And I actually just got back from Chicago last night and like, you know, there's this like weird high you get here and, and I do, I feel like it has that like twinkle, like anything's possible. Totally. And I think when you're in your twenties, especially, it's really good to be in a place that is so motivating and pushes you so much. Cause like, if you're not going to like hustle in your twenties, when are you going to hustle? Totally. Um, and I like that about the city. Absolutely. I think also, I think it's a great place for girls in their twenties who specifically don't necessarily know what they want to do Yeah. because there's so much going on and you can really explore different avenues for yourself where 
in another city, you might not be able to have that access or be able to have um, the open mindedness that like New Yorkers have uh, or that New York brings rather yeah. of all the different industries that are going on here. Yeah. Um, okay. Final question, more on the fashion front, mm-hmm. since obviously our listeners love fashion. What are essential pieces in your wardrobe? Well, now that it's freezing, I'm going to say tights for sure. I'm really into like this over the knee boot. I happen to be wearing them right now. Um, They're amazing. Great. And um, I like your leather jacket. I feel like that's a great. Yeah, but it's I feel like this is also like last day of being able to wear it. Yeah. Um, and I'm not I was, a coat. I, yeah, I was actually, you're not, you're crazy. It's very thick. Um, I was actually thinking the other day I need to get like, I, I've never owned a shearling coat and I kind of, you need, I kind of want one, like a cool, like moto yeah. shearling. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love that look. It's fun. It, it could be like dressy or you can yeah. wear like boyfriend jeans. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I like that. Um, okay. Now we just have short questions. So I'm going to say them in just like one word answer. On okay. Them. Instagram or Snapchat? Snapchat. Dining in or dining out? Dining in. Go-to protein shake? I love the protein from the clean program in chocolate. It's my fave. Nice. That's a wrap. Thanks, Hannah, for coming. Yeah, this no was problem. Great. This was awesome. Thank you, Hannah, for talking to us. Be sure to follow Hannah at Hannah Bronfman on Instagram for daily doses of inspiration. I hope you will all join us for next Office Hours conversation. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and please rate, review, and give us a five-star rating if you think we deserve it. You can listen to past episodes at sideshownetwork.tv slash collegefashionista. Until then. Join us next episode for a conversation with founder of Hot and Habit, Lainey Hadea. We'll be talking about growing her brand and traveling abroad with Jimmy Choo.